It's been a hot minute, but we're back up and running again. So much to talk about, so much to going on from football, baseball, to even NASCAR news. All right, Eli Manning, is he coming back or is he gone? To be honest with you, I, th- I think Eli Manning should come back. Um, I think uh, what they should do is, is possibly draft a, a quarterback with their pick, but uh, keep Eli in the, mold, in the, the fold. Um, I, I don't think Eli's the problem. I think their offensive line was the problem, uh, especially when your number one receiver was uh, your running back. Um, things have to change on the offensive line. I will definitely agree with you. Um... I have mixed feelings. I think that they could offer Eli a one-year deal maybe, which I don't think he would take, and then you could draft the guy from Ohio State like they want. You know, Eli, man, they went 5-11 and last year. Um, you know, not that great of a record, not that good of a year. Um, personally, he had 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,299 passing yards with a completion percentage of 66, which wasn't bad. You know, he didn't have a bad season, no, um, but no, didn't no. have a great season. You know, they have a lot of weapons. They have OBJ. They have Saquon Barkley. They have Sterling Shepard. They have a lot of weapons that they could be winning with. It's just the question is, why aren't they winning? And I think their main problem is their offensive line. I mean, they have, like you said, they have all the weapons. But he's not getting enough time to throw the ball. No. But when he does have time to throw the ball, he has great games. I just think the pressure's on him too much, and he has nothing to do but to check down to Saquon the whole time. I think you do have to put some of the blame on him, though. If you look at the first half of the season, he looked terrible. He looked like trash. Uh, the second half, he looked a lot better. But this is where I think, too, maybe drafting a quarterback and get rid of Eli isn't a bad option. I mean, look what happened with Cleveland. They they look great. You know, they have a lot of weapons. They're building together. Get a young quarterback in there. When you have a young receiver, a young running That's back, a get a bond. Though. Different situation. When you when you have a horrible season the year before like they did and you had nothing to do but go up. I mean, but the Giants you, have had two bad seasons in a row. Yeah, but – the problem is, is Cleveland is rebuilding. That's a total rebuild compared to what the Giants are doing. Giants have all their pieces there. They just need to figure out what's going on with that line. The Giants are still rebuilding right now. No. Yeah, I would 100% say they're still rebuilding. I mean, that, they've even talked about them rebuilding. I mean, I don't think that they ha- – I think they're rebuilding. They don't have it yet. But what they're talking about and what they're doing are two different things. They're not rebuilding. When they have all their weapons still there on offense, they, did, they just re-signed Odell to an extension for five years, $95 million. That's not a rebuild. The, the the thing on defense is they still have most of the, the same players there. They're missing a couple in the cornerback position, but a lot of those guys are still there. I think their defense needs a lot of improvement. Uh, Webb isn't getting the cornerback job done. Um, I I would I would say that they're still in the rebuilding mode. I, I I'd say it's like the Sixers. Look at the Sixers. Sixers had all the pieces, but yet they were still rebuilding all those years. Yeah, but if you say that if they're in a rebuilding mode, then you're saying that every team that has a bad year is in a rebuilding mode. The I mean, Cowboys when you've had mode. a bad year the past like almost four years, no. Um, I just think I don't know if Eli Manning's the answer. I I think that he still has time left to play, maybe for another team. But I think the Giants want to start winning now with a young running back, with a young receiver core. Like you should, you should get that guy from our state. They should get a young quarterback in there to develop with these young players and get that connection. But I think you develop him behind Eli. I don't think you bring him in and just put him right in there. I will agree with because you. Because then that. the thing is, is what are you doing with Eli? You're going to have him as a backup, and you're going to be paying him the money to be a backup, or are you going to let him go? And if you let him go, who's backing up your backup? So then you're basically saying that 
that's it. We're going with him, and whatever happens, happens. I think their best shot right now is still with Eli Manning. I thought last year that they were the team to beat, and I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I thought with the weapons they had and what was going on there, they were the team to beat in the East. Uh, they had a so-so schedule. And I think if they get one or two more pieces on that line, you watch. That team's going to be great. And to all the Giants fans, like, I'm not, I'm not trashing Eli here. Like, I, 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 I root for Eli. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see someone have a terrible season like he's been having lately. I mean, four-time Pro Bowl, two Super Bowl champs. It's I mean, just, he had a 66% I mean, he didn't, yeah, he didn't year. have a bad season. It's just, it's just when you watch him play, it's just like he's not there. Yeah, but even his passer rating is one of the highest passer ratings he had in his career, 92.4%, which is, is, it is the highest of his career. No, he had one in uh, 2009. He was a 93 passer rating. They had a run at the end there. I mean, you, know, you have a new coach they in there. They had a start in the beginning. That, this, is why, this is where I have mixed feelings because like, you have a new coach in there. Like, and what you saw at the end of the season with Eli and with that team, you know, there was hope there. They looked like a good team. So, like, I don't know. That, that's why I'm not the GM. This is why I don't get paid the big bucks because yeah. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know if I'd re- just completely – Get rid of Eli and well, get a new quarterback. There's rumors out there about they're talking about trading away Od- Odell again, and if, and if that's the case, they just signed him to an extension. And there's rumors going around. Doesn't about make, that. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because his contract extension was what what ninety five million dollars. Five years, ninety five year. million. And so I, if I a team, that, if you trade that to a team, that's a lot of money to pay. I just, I just think, like I said, I think there are a few pieces away on the offensive line for them to be a good offense, and their schedule's not going to be very strong next year. Uh, I think Dallas is going to have a down year because they're going to have a really tough schedule next year. And I don't think Dallas is all there. So, And the Eagles, they're up and down with injuries. So you never know. But I, I think that the Giants the Giants could win that division with a couple more pieces. I really do. But this is also where it comes into my mind where, like, are they still rebuilding? If they're talking about trading away their best receiver when they just extend him to a five-year, $95 million contract. But that's all talk. You don't know. Rumors are what they are. You don't know it until it happens. So I, I just think if, if they play their cards right, and if they do go with a quarterback, that's fine. But I still think that, you know, they have a couple quarterbacks that are on their team now. I think their smart best move would be the offensive line. I really yeah, do. I think Maybe not the first line. round, but they need pieces for that offensive line. Yeah. And look what Saquon did there with a crappy with line a crappy, now. Yeah. Just imagine what it would do if he had a good line. I would definitely agree with you that I think that, you know, keeping the eye for maybe a year – Worst comes to worst, you you drop that quarterback, okay? Drop the quarterback first round. You keep Eli. He loses three games. You bench him. You put that rookie in. See what happens. Baker Mayfield all over again. That's yeah. what happens. I don't know. Um, moving on, we have Antonio Brown. Trade talks. You know he he's definitely he wants out. I mean, he put it on he put it on Twitter that it's time to move on. Uh, you know his team. He wants to go do is the Forty ers he's supposed to meet with the, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Rooney, he's supposed to have a meeting with him. I saw I, that he I said he didn't want to do it. I don't know when that's scheduled, when that's going to happen, but I don't think he's going to. This be could all just be hype, you know. You never know. I mean, he is a he is a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler. Right, so Antonio Brown is obviously hands down a great receiver. I honestly couldn't tell you what happened that just all of this stirred up. There's just so much drama going on between him, Big Ben, the Steelers. Um, you know, and after seeing this. As other teams, if I was a GM, I would. I personally wouldn't want him. Obviously, he's a great receiver. He's got a score for you. But but from all the reports, this all has to do with the fact that the team did not vote him as the team MVP for the season. They gave it to uh, Juju Smith. But if, if you're a team player, why would you let that bother you? Because some players have big egos like him, Des Bryant, 
there's a lot of guys out there that have problems with that. If they're not number one and they're not the story and they're not the big piece of the puzzle, they have problems with that, which I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it why why they act like that. And this is where this bothers me, okay? You know, you have a young receiver in Juju Smith and Antonio Brown being the veteran, and as good as he is, you think he would approve of this and hype Juju up to become two elite receivers on this team and be a dominant offense. I mean, they both had over 1,000 yards receiving and over I just don't 10, get it. 10 touchdowns each. I mean, that is amazing stats for two receivers. I, I, that, that is the downside of, of this whole era of football. It's stupid. It's big money, big money, big money. and No loyalty. Absolutely not. Everybody wants to either sit out or back out of their con. I mean, look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones had so much money left in his contract, and you know, look at him sat out and he wanted more. It's just you can never get enough. And well, in, the, in this situation, like, how are you gonna how are you gonna get mad at this when you are one of the better receivers in the league? He's been to a Pro Bowl so many times, and you're gonna. I, I don't even know if this is true, but if it is, that's just it's. it's well, he it's did crazy. tweet out a, a, a farewell thing to the fans, but he's supposed to meet with Art Rooney at the combine. Uh, the, the talk, whatever they're going to talk about, I don't know if they're going to talk what his contract situation is, if he's going to talk for a buyout, a trade, whatever. <clears throat> but I just I think that if he stayed there, he is still a big piece of that puzzle, which keeps keeps Pittsburgh in the playoff hunt every year. Um, and you can't. You you can obviously think about you know okay Big Ben's probably gonna retire soon, but you have to, you have to think about you have Juju Smith. If you stay there with Juju Smith, you give the next quarterback coming in great weapons. Yeah, and they have they have James Conner who is a great backup. Did well, actually, this he's year. not even a backup anymore because Le'Veon Bell is doing the same thing. He's being a little goofy with this contract so stuff. Which another thing I don't understand is why would you not take the franchise tag? I mean, of all the people, Kirk Cousins played that card great. He signed that tag for like three years in a row, made over $60 million, and then went to the Minnesota Vikings and got, what, $80 million guaranteed? Uh, maybe, I just think maybe because running backs don't last as long in this league, maybe he wants that guaranteed years in case he gets injured. I mean, look at... Well, he wants quarterback money, which, that, it's just ridiculous. Who's going to pay somebody quarterback money like that? It's just... Nobody. No. I mean, there's going to well, be a I'm team, not, obviously, I, yeah, out there that pays yeah. him. Never say never, because, I mean, there's teams out there like the Colts who have, like, $109 million in cap space next year. There are teams out there that have the money. It's just a matter of, do you want to commit to someone like that? It's just he wants he wants the contract long because, I mean, look what happened to Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas wanted a long contract because it's not like baseball. You don't get that guaranteed money. And Earl Thomas got injured right before, you know, he's going to be a free agent. Well, first of all, I think all these contracts are foolish. I think they should all be based off how you how you work on the field. Yeah. You know, you score so many touchdowns, you get a bonus. You get so many catches, you get a bonus. Make these guys work for the money, not guarantee money. Work for your money. I mean, at the end of the day, the people that pay for this are the fans, and they're the ones that get screwed because the, the price of tickets go up, the price of concessions go up. You know, it, it's foolish. Make these guys have incentive-based contracts where they have to work their butts off to get the money. You want to have a five-year deal? Good, five years. But I want 1,000 yards rushing a year. I want 10 touchdowns a year. I want this. I want that. Perform. Yep, don't, exactly. don't get a contract where you're guaranteed this amount of money, and then you stub your toe and you're out for six weeks. Or you go smoke dope or something, and you're suspended. I mean, this is ridiculous. These owners, they, I mean, I just don't know why they don't all just come together and say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to give these guys a guaranteed money like that. Work together and come up with a better plan because it's getting out of control. 
and, it's, I, and it's it's funny, you know, players get mad at us for, you know, talking about how, like, oh, they're selfish, and they're like, no, you don't know the hard work that goes into this. But at the end of the day, you know, you're getting paid millions to play a sport. We would, we would give our life just to make $2 million for that. I mean, Julio Jones, perfect example, last year had two years left on his contract, and he refused to come to camp until he got an extension. You should get fined. That, that, that's just ridiculous. Where's, that, now, because, where's, where's the authority in that? Like, where, how, how are you not – like, that just shows the authority the coaches and the GMs have nowadays that, like, we, you are under our contract, and yet you're still not going to play. I would just fine him. I would say, fine, sit out. Sit out. But let, let's, we're going to fine you every day. Let's go off that point. We weren't going to talk about this this early, but let's go – since we're talking about that, let's talk about Dak. Dak is another situation here. Dak wants big money, but they're not willing to give it to him yet. What do you think about that? I don't think Dak's ready for that big money. I really don't. And I know there's people out there that are like, Dak's the, the franchise quarterback. I, I don't think so. I really don't. Let him prove it this year. Everyone said last year it was because of the play calling and all this and all that. Well, the play caller is gone now. Let's see what happens. Same with Jason Garrett. No, no extension. Prove it now. Let's prove it. Let, let's get these guys to, to take us back to a either a playoff game or get us to a championship game. But... That's the problem. You can't give these guys the money until they deserve it. And I saw rumors now about a possible $200 million contract extension no and way. all this no and way. all that. And this is not worth it. And you know what? The Cowboys are going to find themselves in a tough situation in a couple of years because their team is one of the youngest in football right now. And as these guys perform and they do better and better, uh, they won't got to want more money. And Zeke's already talking about it. Zeke's under contract till 2020, and he's already talking about pulling a Le'Veon Bell because of what his work ethic is and how many times he carries the ball. I don't agree with it. really don't. I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you my side here, okay? You got Dak Prescott. I like him as a quarterback. Do I think he's the right coach? No. I'm gonna give you some stats here, okay? Rookie year, thirteen and three. Next year, nine and seven. Last year, ten and six. Has he has he performed well? Yes. I mean, last year he had almost four thousand passing yards or twenty two touchdowns. Has he had? He averages over twenty touchdowns a year. I mean, his completion is over sixty five percent. Now he's only in his four. He's gonna be his fourth year, okay? I don't think you give someone a two hundred. I mean, remember how we were talking about Chris Davis? He had a couple good years. They gave him that huge contract. I think you go up to Dak and you say, listen, we know you're our franchise quarterback. We're going to give you either a one- or two-year deal, just a little deal here, okay? And if you perform well, we'll give you that max deal. Everybody wants this max deal right away. But, yes, you've put up the stats the past three years, but you're still so young. All I say is finish out your contract first. Stop with this nonsense with the extensions and stuff. Finish your contract out. You know what? Worst comes to worst. He don't get the deal he wants. He walks. Oh well. There's there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. I just I just I hate this whole. We gotta extend these guys. We gotta extend these guys. No, because it's just ridiculous. Where this is going, it's ridiculous. And the Cowboys are gonna find it hard because the cap space is gonna be limited. You gotta pay the Marcus Lawrence. You you gotta pay all these guys and. It's just there's not enough money to go around. And that's they're going to have to make decisions. And that's what I was going to actually you know say is you got to look at you know this is why I like Tom Brady also. Tom Brady takes big pay cuts. Now if Dak Prescott wants two hundred million dollars, how are you going to sign Zeke? How are you going to sign Demarcus Lawrence? How are you going to sign all these great players you have that you like? You think of the Dallas Cowboys, okay? They have a good young team here. You want to keep you want to be like a Michael Jordan. You want to keep these players together and you know win championships. How are you going to do that if you want two hundred million dollars? Ain't going to happen. Zeke's gone. But see, the thing is too, you're noticing a lot of these teams are picking up no name running backs. I mean, look at the Colts. They had Mac. Look at the the Patriots. 
you know, they, they all had these no-name running backs. They're not paying them big money, and they had great years. There's going to be another Zeke out there. Uh, if he if he does the Le'Veon Bell thing, fine, sit yeah, out, I'd get rid of sit that. out. But you're going to get fined every day you don't show up. Um, you can't give in because someone sits out. Uh, it doesn't matter. The Cowboys are going to make so much money anyway from just all their stuff that goes on in that complex. So what? So what? In the end of the day, Jerry Jones is going to get his. Yeah. The fans might get screwed yeah. a little bit, but you'll find the running back that'll fit back there. I just I don't believe giving into these guys is the right idea. Really not, not at all. All right. Um, so Joe Flacco got traded to the Broncos. That was big news this past week. Um, I'll let you go first. How do you, how do you feel about this? Um, I feel bad for Joe Flacco. I really do because he it's like he, Alex Smith all over again. Yeah, uh, he he was doing really well with Baltimore, and then uh, an injury happened and. The writing was on the wall. Uh, he was going to be out as soon as something happened. I, I, just, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know how he's going to fit in Denver. I really don't. I'll put it this way. He had a, you know, he won the Super Bowl. After that, did Joe Flacco become a great quarterback? No. I mean, 5-11 and 11, two years ago, 6-10 and 10, the year before that. Um, now, you, he comes in this year. They draft Lamar Jackson. It, it's almost like... He was, it was a wake-up call. He was like, okay, you know, I have competition. I could lose my job. I need to start playing well. Before he got injured, 90, uh, nine games played, 2,465 passing yards, and 12 touchdowns. He was put up a good year, and the Ravens looked good. They had a good young defense, and then he got injured, and he lost, he lost his job to Lamar Jackson. I'll give that to him. Lamar Jackson played well. I'm, I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan, but he played well. Um, now, do I think this was a smart trade for the Broncos? No. I mean, Joe Flacco gets a job. That's good for him. I don't think it was a smart trade for the Broncos. And Plus, Casey Keenum is still under contract. And now they're looking to trade him. And they're also talking about possibly picking up a quarterback in the drafts. I, I don't know what John Elway is doing no, there. No, not at all. Now, it, if, I was, if I was John Elway here, this is what I would do. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten Joe Flacco. I would have kept Casey Keenum as my backup. I would have went full out to get the best quarterback in the draft because you have a young defense. Von Miller's getting older every year. Okay, he ain't going to be there long. Not even mentioning that. But what about the weapons? What weapons do they have offensively there? Now? No, that like, no, exactly. I mean, you have Emmanuel Sanders who is getting old. Okay, your best receiver, Demarius Thomas, is gone, and he just got cut by the by the Texans. Yeah, I mean, they've Sutton. If I'm saying that name right, is their wide receiver that's young, and he's good. he basically beat out. Um, Marius Thomas, and then they have Lindsey, who had a great year before he got injured. So they are, they do have little pieces that they're gathering around. They just need another solid receiver. But if, if I'm Elway, man, I'm, I, I'm going after a quarterback for my future because you got some key players in that defense. That defense has been good for years. And don't forget, they're running know, out of time. Von Miller's mom <laughs> reached out to the Cowboys. She's like, someone come get him. So they don't. He doesn't want to be there either. So I don't. You know, just Joe Joe Flacco. I think he's not the answer. He's not the answer. I like him, he's but he's not, not the answer. He's not going to fix Denver's problems, but I just I, I think he, he's not a bad quarterback. It's almost like they're trying to do the Peyton Manning thing all over again, and it's not going to work. It is not going to work. Listen, I, I have respect for Joe Flacco. You know, he won a Super Bowl. He put up a good year last year, but you need to go out there and draft a Will Greer, like any one of those guys, to get in there. You know, Von Miller's been around for a while. He's probably getting tired of these losing seasons. That's another big name who will probably want another big contract. You know, like you gotta you gotta go out there and get something for that. Yeah. It's just it's another situation just like Tony Romo got hurt and he was replaced. And Tony Romo did it to Drew Bree uh Drew Bledsoe. So it 
There's like no loyalty anymore to me. If you no. go down, there's you're not getting that job back. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster. Cortland Sutton's probably their their best, best receiver. receiver he, was, he was young last year, and he beat out he beat out Demarius Thomas. That's about it. Lindsey put up a good year. Uh, he I got think hurt. Denver. I think Denver's slowly going back to where they used to be. They're going to be a mediocre team. Yeah. I think they need Kansas they need City. It. I think Kansas City is going to be. And don't don't count out. The Colts. The Colts had a great season. Young defense. Young they had defense. A lot of cap space. I mean, a lot of cap space. And you can never count out New England. No, New, no. New England is always going to be there. But I, I think Kansas City next year is going to be the team to beat. I really do. Oh, the, absolutely. The defense. If that defense can get a little bit better, they're like where it was defense. two or three years ago, them. they're going to be uh, a team to reckon with for for years. I just think that the Broncos need a Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rose, and they need that. Kyle Murray, oh my gosh, they could draft Kyle Murray. They could trade up for him. That'd be a spark for them. I think what they need to do is get rid of John Elway. And I know he was their quarterback and he did great things for them. But as a GM, I think his best move was bringing in Peyton Manning. But those those years are gone. Uh, That that team is really going downhill. I mean, they drafted a quarterback, Praxton Lynch, Lynch, and they let him go. And you know what sucks about that is like obviously like when he got his chances he didn't do great but like just think about this like he got injured sat the bench for the longest time when you're just put into those moments you need to develop get some chemistry out there you're not gonna be amazing right off the bat but they keep throwing guys out there like they they had him and Osweiler and they didn't give either one of them a real chance to do anything the, the whole team under underperformed it's almost like the Browns and the Browns just throw a quarterback out there throw a quarterback out there and then just nothing nothing. All right, let's talk about Nick Foles because the the one the one of the things that they're talking about is there's rumors that the Giants or the Jags are interested in him. I don't think I don't really don't think the Giants are going to take him. I, I think if anything, it, it'll be the Jaguars if, if that does happen. And um, he apparently bought out his contract, a two million dollar buyout. But the Eagles are talking about actually franchise tagging him for twenty five million dollars, which it's risky because if they don't find a trading partner, they're they're stuck. They're stuck with a twenty-five million dollar backup. Yeah, I heard. I heard their goal is to franchise tag him and trade him. I mean, Foles could reject the franchise tag, which I think that'd be foolish because twenty-five million dollars to sit the bench. I'll take it. And but but but, but uh, he deserves to start though. He won't even sit the bench though because he'll probably come in halfway in the season because Wentz getting hurt again. But I throw that in there, didn't you? I think the Jags. I think that would be the team that would possibly take him because um, the former quarterback coach uh, Don DeFlipio. He's actually in Jacksonville now, uh, and I think that would be a good fit. I, I think Markel Fol- <laughs> Nick Foles, I'm about to say Markel Foles. I think Nick Foles would be a great fit there. Uh, and if they do franchise tag them, they're going to have problems because they have guys that they're going to have to restructure their contract. Their cap space is limited next year, and, and, and they're losing good players too, like Golden Tate. I don't know if they're going to let him walk or if they're going to try to resign him. I, I think he was a good fit for them. Yeah, I definitely think he resigned Golden Tate. I think that this was the year that Nick Foles proved that he needs to be a starting quarterback. Uh, you know, when he first came in for Carson Wentz this year, he was a little rough, but, you know, he hopped right into it again this year. I mean, look at the playoffs. Carson Wentz hasn't even been in the playoff game yet. Yeah. You know what? And there's people out there saying that the Eagles should trade Carson Wentz. I don't I don't think so. He's, I, he's their franchise look, quarterback, definitely. But it depends on what his back injury is. Uh, I don't know if he had that same back injury in college, but he had an injury back then, too. If it's a bad injury, like a Tony Romo injury, like where it's a broken bone in the back, maybe you do. But I, maybe you do keep Foles for insurance. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Nick Foles deserves to start somewhere. I mean, I think he's given so many. I mean, he took it. He took the Eagles to Super Bowl. 
He gets put in a clutch situation again this year. He loses in New Orleans. Or, you know, if Alshon Jeffrey catches that ball, I think Nick Foles will score in there, okay? He was great in the postseason. His completion percentage is, is off the charts. I think this guy deserves to start somewhere. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great, good, really good quarterback. I, I was, I liked him when he first came into the league and played with the Eagles. He had a great season. Then he had one bad season, and they got rid of him. And he had no offensive line ever. But I, I think it's a win-win for Nick Foles because if they keep him under the franchise tag, it's $25 million, and they trade him, then he becomes a starter. But if they don't trade him, I mean, what's the asking price going to be for him? A third-round pick? A second-round pick? What are they going to look for? People might be like, no, he's not worth that. But it's a win for him. I mean, if he does a buyout and no one picks him up, then, you know, he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, they, he doesn't do anything. But if he gets that $25 million franchise tag, it's a win for him. I really do. I, I think it is. I think if you're the Eagles, you know, obviously, you know, you like to have a good backup, especially with Foles being so clutch in the playoffs. I think you don't franchise tag him here, okay? And... If he gets signed by a team, he gets signed by a team. And if he doesn't, well, you can give him a contract offer as a free agent. Because let's face it, if they franchise tag him, like you said, what's the best they're going to get out of him? Maybe a second-round pick? Maybe. Maybe? And that's maybe that's, high? That's high, that's high for that. Because I mean, what, is full, what is he, 30, 31 years but old? But you're also taking a chance as a, as a starting – I mean, look, because he got his chance in Kansas City and he struggled. Now, he obviously has performed well for the Eagles, and he's proven that. Um, but like I said, second, that's a that's, that's high, okay? You're probably going to get a third or fourth. Let's be realistic I here. would take the third. I, mean, I would take the third-round pick. But as the Eagles, is it worth it franchising a guy for $25 million when you have a limited cap space and you need to sign some of these players? Like, like Golden Tate, who would like to play for the Eagles again? I, I just think I you know I know people are turning their back on Wentz. I like Wentz. I really do. I do. He's a good man. I and like that, That's Wentz. hard for me to say because I'm a Cowboys fan. But I think Wentz is a good quarterback. I just think he's getting bad injuries at bad times. I mean, and he's young yet, too. He, he hasn't – I mean, he developed pretty well last year. I mean, he, he got really good. And I think, you know, when you come off an injury like that, like, I mean, look at Edelman. Like, you, you take that slow. Like, you can't, you're not just going to be amazing right off the bat. Like, you have to get comfortable with that leg again. Like, that's that's a freaky injury you have to come back and do. And the Eagles have some free agents that, that have to get re-signed or they could make or break their, their team. It's going to be interesting. It really is. This whole salary cap thing is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there in a sticky situation. And uh, we'll see what happens come the, come the offseason. It's going to get interesting. Those those. That starts in March, right, when they can start negotiating with everybody, right? Yeah, but the combine's coming up, and then you got the draft in April. It's going to be interesting. Um, a lot of things going on, really, really interesting. What's interesting for me is the Browns. All right, they just signed Kareem Hunt, and who knows if he'll even be able to play. He's being investigated for, for three, three more things. things. I saw that. But at the end of the day, worst-case scenario, I think the max suspension he can get is six games. And they only signed a one-year deal. Yeah. It was cheap. I think it was maybe a million dollars. So it's okay. I mean, you you get him for this year. He gets suspended for six games. It's you like sign sign him long term, and and then you ride him. Now I, this is where it gets interesting for me. You have Nick Chubb, a rookie. They're not getting rid of him. No, not at all. I mean, but what sucks for him is that you know they had Carlos Hyde there, didn't work out. Nick Chubb became the starting the starting guy. Okay, Duke Johnson's going to be the out. He's, out. Yeah, He's he will. Out. He will. Now Nick He's, Chubb. 16 games played, almost 1,000 yards rushing, 996, eight touchdowns, average six. Now, Kareem Hunt— With a mediocre line. Yes. Now, Kareem Hunt only played 11 games and had 824 yards and seven touchdowns. That almost passed Chubb, who played 16 games. Kareem Kareem Hunt is going to be the starter there. That could be a good duo. I just feel bad for Nick Chubb, though, because he worked so hard to get that start. Everyone was focused on Baker Mayfield. 
If I tell you what, if I was an offensive coordinator, I'd, I'd, play, I'd both. play both the same play time. Both. Look at look at Ingram and Kamara. Yeah. That's a great duo, one of the best duos in the game right now. You don't even have to split them up and get you could have them both in the game at the same time. Now, Instead Nick, of having a fullback back yeah. there, have both running backs back there. Nick Chubb can be more of the powerhouse because Kareem Hunt takes a lot of receptions from Patrick Mahomes last year. You can have them play Alvin Kamara marking role. They both can be great. I'm going to say that Cleveland wins 10 games next year and makes the playoffs. I do too. I I, I hope so. You know, I think as a football fan, you have to be excited for Cleveland just to see what they've overcome. Yeah, you look at last year, there was a couple games they should have won. They should have made the playoffs last they year. They should have beat the Saints last year. Yeah. Their kicker, you know, really screwed them. Yeah. The first what, two games? And that got, first game against sp- Pittsburgh. Yes. They missed another field goal. I seriously think they win 10 games next year, and I think they make the playoffs. I really do. And I think as soon as Bayer got in that game, I think the Cle- players in general Cleveland like, football is back. It really is. It is, definitely. Um, they haven't been good since Bernie Kozar, but they're, they're going to be back. The dog pound is alive and well. All right, so moving on from football, you got the AAF coming into the picture. We are going to be talking about that next podcast, if you guys are ready for that. I really like the, the rule package, really cool. and I hope it's some really of that cool. follows over to the NFL. But So stay tuned for that next podcast. That's going to be awesome to talk about. But let's get into some baseball, because there's a lot of news going on in the baseball right now. Uh, first thing, there's a rumor coming out today that uh, Bryce Harper might have a decision made, and it's possibly San Francisco. Um, nothing is set in stone yet with that. Uh, with camps started already, you know, these guys should be getting signed soon. They want to get into the camps. And rumor with Machado is, is supposedly, is it Mizuno? That's coming out with a new glove, and it's black yeah, and it's white Rollins. Rawlings with a black and white baseball glove. Yeah, so. they, they, like, leaked the gloves that they made for Machado this year, and it was black and white. So, so everyone's could, thinking it, White Sox. Yeah, it could be the White Sox. It could be the Yankees. Who knows? They said that the White Sox leaked over the Yankees, that it's – they're closer with him, but he just met with the Padres. I'm just kind of tired of it at this point. You know, I just yeah, want to see well, the sign. He's got family members with the White Sox, and uh, he had. I don't know. Did he have a kid? Did he have a child? Because he no, had that. He has a brother-in-law in the White Sox. But what is that? The other day they had a little picture of a, a child's shoe, and it had uh, the White Sox colors, and it had. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it had the brother-in-law's number on the bottom of it. Maybe I don't know. I just. I think if the White Sox end, that's a win for the White Sox, obviously, because they have young prospects. I mean, that's huge. Um, it's just I'm tired. Like You think that – I mean, pitchers reported to spring train already. I'm tired of talking about this. Like, I just want to talk about who they signed with. Like, just get it over with. The nice thing I like about the Yankees is you had some big names, uh, Judge and, and guys like that that are already in camp. Sanchez is already in camp. Didi is actually – he's working. He, they're talking about him coming back in May already, I, I was going to say, awesome. I hope he doesn't miss the whole year. Um it's nice to see those guys reporting before the pitchers and catchers, and it's really good. It shows that they're interested and in, in their team focused. I and mean, they just locked in Severino Birds there, year, yeah. forty million, which was nice because he's been our ace for a while now. So it's it's good to lock people like that in. It's a forty million dollar deal, but he can max out at fifty two million. He deserves. It. He's been playing well. You know, he, I, I, it's funny because when we first watched him come into the picture, he was lights out. And then he struggled really bad with moved to the bullpen a few the, times. The biggest downer again, though, is Ellsbury's hurt once again. Yeah, plantar uh, fasciitis. Two years left on his deal for forty-seven and a half million dollars, and he's got a trade clause where he can't be traded. It's just that's There's a so bad, much with that's him. such a bad contract for the Yankees. I mean, it's going to be another year of him not playing. You know, I, I personally, I personally feel bad for him because Ellsbury, when he was healthy, he was averaging a three hundred bad average and played well for us. So like. I just wish that he can get healthy. We could just trade him because we have oh, too God. many prospects just, to even use him. Just pay him the $47 million to walk away. 
I just I feel bad for him at this point. It's just one injury after another after another. I just I don't even I, I don't know what to do with him. You know what I mean? I like the fact that that Danny Farquhar uh, is is in camp for the Yankees. I think he's going to make a great middle middle reliever, uh, maybe starter if something happens to CC. But this guy almost died. I mean, he had a brain hemorrhage and just literally almost died in the dugout for the White Sox. Um, I saw the picture they had for the, the, his hat he's going to wear. Yeah, he's going to wear a special headgear underneath his uh, soft hat. He's going to have like a hard shell underneath there to protect him. But this is if he does make it back, he's got to be the man, like the man of the year. Or give him an award for uh, the comeback of the year or something. That guy literally was dying in the dugout. It was just a sad thing to see, and uh, the comeback from a brain hemorrhage—it's awesome. amazing. I just hope everything works out for him, and uh, that'd be great to see him make the roster. They're saying that Cece's gonna retire after this year. Yeah, I, I think it's time. I mean, Cece is a great pitcher, a great and he's a warrior, but he's got knee issues and. Not to mention the situation with his heart. Uh, they say he's fine, but you never know. You never know what a heart condition. It's just sad because he's like the last piece that we've had, you know, with Jeter and Pettit and just the World Series in general. And Dustin Pedroia is coming back hopefully this year. He says he's finally healthy. He's 35 years old. He's a career hitter of 300. Um, he re- kind of regrets having that whole surgery. He, he said that he would probably would have, if he could go back, he would change his mind and he just would have did the rehab. But that's behind him now. And, I'm happy and, for him. And I, so am I. I mean, I'm not a Red Sox fan at all, but uh, I like to see a guy like that come back. And, and if, if he can play, that'd be great. Um, he's always been a threat. But that injury, man, that, that injury bug killed him. One thing, we'll get back to the Yankees. I just One thing I saw yesterday I forgot to t- talk to you about was uh, Derek Jeter finally got Jorge Posada to get on board with him. So now, you know, you have two great Yankees over there in the Marlins. You know, re- I think he's head of the scouts or something like that. So it, I thought that was so awesome that he was able to get someone in there with him to work with him. They're gonna they're gonna turn that around. Well, they oh they're gonna easily. And they just I just believe, I think they just signed a, a reliever today from Tampa Bay. They just they're, they're gonna get a lot of prospects. You know I keep seeing this picture of this this pitcher for uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, six foot ten, Aaron Sledger, freaking beast. Six but foot ten, man. That's a big that, that is a big pitcher. But yeah, they I think if I'm not mistaken, they signed Sergio Romo or. Sergio Romo is the guy they picked up today, and he goes with Tampa Bay. I think he had like 24 saves last year for them. So the, the Marlins, are they're going to turn around. And Derek Jeter, man, he's like George Steinbrenner. He's got a no BS attitude. and Which is awesome. He's going to turn that team around. He really is. He's diehard Yankee, but he's a diehard baseball player and, and focuses on nothing but baseball. So he's got a smart brain there when it comes to doing things with the roster and Getting rid of those bad contracts. And to get a great was like a Jorge thing. Posada to scout for your future, like that's a win right there. Oh, they're they're definitely gonna gonna turn that team around. So you got DeGrom with the Mets, you know, wins the Cy Young Award last year. No extension talks at all going into the season. He was ten and nine last year, okay, because obviously you know the Mets had no help with the run game. But his ERA was one point seventy. You know, just, his his he, overall career ERA is two point six seven. You know, like why aren't you giving him an extension? He's only like thirty. I just don't understand. You go when it comes into his last year, and there's no talks at all. And he he wants to stay there. He personally said he wants to stay there. He loves playing for this team, um, but it's it's up to them. If they don't sign, they don't sign him. Well, they they both had talks. I mean, he wants the extension. The Mets want to extend him, but there's no dollar sign yet. So I don't know if both sides are way off on the asking price, but. 
he did say he wants to be there for the long haul. I think uh, as the Mets, you know, you just got all that bullpen help. You still have Thor there. You still have good people. You got Cano now. You have some great talent there. You know, I think he's a key player. You need to resign. And the thing is, is Thursday they had a press conference, and Degrom wanted to answer a bunch of questions, and he was willing to answer more, but the Mets cut him off after nine minutes. So I don't know what's going on there behind the scenes, but you know who knows if if things don't work out and he becomes a free agent, man, he's gonna make a lot of money. Make a lot of money. Phillies uh made an extension with Nola, four year, forty five million dollars. I thought it was a, I thought that was a nice clean contract. It's a steal for the Phillies. I yeah, think he's a good player. He's a two point eight nine ERA last year, seventh in the league, I believe, and to get ten million a year, that's cheap. See, but I, I, the thing I like this is, you know, he deserves a lot of money, but yet he was, he's not like some of these athletes that we've been talking about the whole time. And he, he he's wants a lot of money. years old. He's young. You think this would be the one that he'd want the big deal. I mean, but 45 million is still a lot. It is. That, that's what contracts is. should look like. This is how sports contracts should look like. But instead, you have people asking for $300 million. See, the thing is, you got to realize, though, is $40 million, $45 million, that's big to us, but to them, that's nothing because their lifestyle nothing. is different. But. I just, I'm impressed with it. It's it's a good deal for the Phillies. They got him locked up. They got him for a cheap price. So it gives them more more flexibility to sign other big names. Which, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to go on with Harper if he if he's in the Phillies and all that. But you know, Mike Trout will be out there next year. And Mike Trout is a homeboy from this area, and he's always at Sixers games and he's always at Eagles games. So yeah, I, I got I got to give my view out here for all the Phillies fans in the area. You know, you just got Nola to a four year extension. You got JT this offseason. You got McCutcheon. You got Segura. You got Hoskins, Franco, Herrera. You have a good, solid, young, young team right now. You still have Arietta. You have a good bullpen now. You got Robertson. Bullpen needs work. I mean, they I picked that, up that, some players though. They picked up some players. But now you got to think about this, okay? I, I think, think their bullpen down in the Iron Pigs is really good, and they should be calling up those players. You got to think about this though. The Phillies should have made playoffs last year. They should have with a big ass right there, okay? If I'm the Phillies GM, I'm no longer talking to Machado. Now a lot of people are like, "We talk about he's one of the best players in the league." You go after Mike Trout next year. You Absolutely. wait a year. You wait a year. He is from New Jersey. He loves the Phillies. He loves the Eagles. He would probably sign for the right price. That would. I mean, just look at that Hoskins, Franco, McCutcheon, Segura. Like that's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs. You get some pitching in there. You draft some pitching prospects. Bring some guys up. That's a lot of good home runs. Well, right they there. let one of their prospects go to Miami, but. But still, I think I, I don't think you're at the Harper. I think you wait a year. And I you think they're patient. going in the right direction. I really do. Definitely. I and mean, that whole division is going the right direction. All right. We're, we're going to wrap this up, but we're going to end it well on a NASCAR note. The Daytona 500 is kicking off on uh, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, it's exciting times. Uh, they had practice today, and they were top 11 cars were reaching speeds of over 200 miles an hour. Um, That's insane. It is insane, and I'm looking forward to it. This is probably one of the few races I'll watch. <laughs> And uh, they had a, the Bush Clash last week. They had a lot of accidents. I think like 15 cars got taken out in one accident. That's the best part. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson spun out the leader, and he made contact with uh, Kyle Bush just recently on uh, Thursday in the 125s. So it's going to be interesting. A lot of tension there already, and uh, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Got to watch out for that number three car, Austin Dillon. He's going for the win. Calling it. Won it last year. He's going to do it two in a row. I think it's going to be one of the Hendrix boys. They dominated all week. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this podcast. 
It's probably the longest one we had so far. We hope you enjoyed it. You know, they're getting longer and longer. But definitely keep giving us the comments and the feedback and share it with your friends. Uh, God bless to everybody. Keep liking and sharing. Everything goes on YouTube. We're going to try and uh, make a Facebook page, post some behind-the-scenes photos. Um, But we hope you guys enjoy this, and we'll definitely see you guys next time. And Rudy, no Sanchez talk this time. Have a good one.